film sucks Indie film sucks It's the Indie Film Sucks Podcast Yeah From a basement on South Broadway, the Indie Film Sucks Podcast. <laughs> well, here we are again. That's right. You know what sucks? What sucks? You know what we suck at? Oh, promotion. Yes, we do. That's right. Hey, do we, do we want to give any updates on the film? Do we want to have that segment? Yeah, uh, feel free. Okay. So, uh, distribution. <laughs> Heard back from a few. Hopefully going to be negotiating with a few. Yeah. Right? That's... That's it there. Looking at the possibility of sales agents. Because you got to look yep. into everything. Got to look at every aspect. Can't say we're going to go with one, but we need to figure out what they're all about. And we believe to go foreign, right. that they might be a right choice for us. So we're looking into that. Sent it off to how many festivals? 19. We're up to 19, plus a local one here that I just kind of sent one 20. off to. 20. 20 festivals. So, 20 festivals. Um, and then, obviously, still doing research on the aggregators, such as Film Hub, and kind of seeing how people experience with that. So, all options are open. Still slow playing this, but our, what are they calling it? The master, the, what's the thing that's going to be ready in March? Deliverables. The deliverables. So, we're waiting on a timing for that. So we're just trying to fill our time like we always speak about. Use your time wisely. So that's the film update. Don't have anything to read to you or we would read it live on the air. That's right, Chris. Thank you. That's, <laughs> that's the film update segment. <laughs> now to you, Brock. Oh, well, you know, actually, I'm kind of excited to be digging into the, uh, to the distributors and the sales agents a little bit more. Yes. Understanding them a little bit more. I mean, I know what they do. But actually talking to them getting real facts of what they actually can do or promise to do for you. Right. And, um, and building relationships. I know last, you know, last episode we talked about building relationships and, you know, being good to people. And, you know, for us to get out there and to promote something, you need to have a, a net. You need to have people. So uh, I'm looking, looking forward to talking to people, learning about them, and possibly, you know, it would be great to partner up with somebody. Uh, a good sales agent can do really good things for your film, or a good one. That, that has connections. It's so. a it's a world I don't understand. So we're, we're, I was that's what we're getting ready yeah, to do. I I agree. So it, I, it cost me nothing to send an email or a text or an instant message, and most people get back to you if they're honest, good people looking to do business or have a conversation. They do get back to you. So yeah, but that's go, key. Go back to promoting. Um, oh, that's what I was gonna say. Is uh, we don't say you know what's what our suck is anymore, but I can tell you what we suck at is <laughs> promoting. Well, so I think that's a that's a common failure on a lot of filmmakers' parts. Because look, making a movie is hard work, right? Everyone can agree to that. It's even if you have a decent budget, it's hard work to make a movie. But there are certain steps you know you have to take to make a film. Right? And in a broad sense, they're all very similar. All films have a very similar process, right? And, of course, I'm talking about the indie level. I'm not talking about the big Hollywood pictures. Sure. So that being said, this end of things, the promotion of the things, is very wide open. 
and it's very hard to get a handle on who you should be talking to, how you should be talking to people, and what you should be saying. And when. And when and where. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's about... It's talking to people, yes, key, key there. But it's what's the message of what you're promoting, right? Is it so? It's not talking to distributors, that kind of stuff. That's part of no, no, it. no. We're, we're we're beyond distributors. We're talking about promotion to drive people to your movie. Okay, like marketing. So, so okay, so from us to them yeah. to to drive profitability or whatever your end game is. And Brock, you had a great point with when. When do you mm-hmm. promote? Because if you don't have anything, it, okay, you just released your trailer. Okay, great. People saw it and they watched it and maybe they liked it. Then they forget about it because they're not immediately going to, oh, I can go here and buy it. And that's kind of where we're at right now with Red Knight. Yeah. You know, we, we it's not out for anybody to see or buy just yet. So, like I said, when, where, how, what's the best way? If you pull the trigger too soon, people forget about you. You do it too late, well, you're you just miss, too late to the game. You missed a good window, yep. That's right. So there's a fine line, which we're going to have to uh, figure that shit out in front of everybody. Um, hopefully we do it right. You know? and, and it's inserting that game, which I learned on this, is is understanding that game before you get to this part, years before. Yeah. On what, because I'm learning so much here about the timing of when did our movie finish? How long was editing going to take? How long was this? Where's Halloween fit in because it's a red night at skies? When does this all fit in? And when do you do these steps? We're figuring that, we're, we're, we're doing that as we go as opposed to having a big calendar, a year calendar, and checking things off. I get things are going to move, but I think it's key to have that plotted out before you make the movie to understand the, the timing of all that. And I, I don't think we did that. We didn't care because we had other goals. Well, it's not that we didn't care. It's just that, you know, we had enough budget to make our movie. And, you know, and you know, the best way to do it is to raise enough money to cover promotions and marketing, too. Okay, so I mean, next film we obviously plan on doing that and raise enough money to cover all that. So let me throw this at you though, from a timing aspect though, if you have a movie that's, don't you think you would want to start promoting it around Halloween, if you have a horror movie? Well, sure. Okay, we didn't. That wasn't considered in our plan because our plan was to make sure the movie was right. Right. With this. So that's what I was talking about. Is we didn't care, but it sounds like we didn't care. It's our our goal was different than getting it out by a certain time in order to try to promote. No, I believe we could have got it out quicker, but I don't think we would have the movie we have now. Right, so we wanted the movie to be right. That's right. So we took that into consideration as opposed to other things that I would take into consideration different next time. Sure. So well, that's, that's where I'm just saying laying that calendar out. The majority of filmmakers make that same mistake, right? Everyone is focused on making the movie and then getting the movie through post and maybe the screening of the movie. But nobody is, nobody at a low indie level is pouring a ton of money into marketing the promotion. Why? Because you don't have the money to pour into it. All the money you have, you spend making the movie. Right. So forget about paying for it. There's a lot of things you can do for free that I see a lot of people doing it. That's a good point. Bring, talk about that. So I, I think first you need to understand when your end game is, which is having something to promote. And I think you can use the trailer as a timing mechanism to promote your movie if you know that you have an endgame coming in a certain time frame, whatever that is, coming out. I think a lot of people held their trailers back in order to position it effectively to launch that. 
when the movie premieres and then they have an end game of because they already know that they have distribution or self-distribution at a different date. So that's so in our level, it is about understanding Facebook, understanding Instagram, understanding how to how to position those things. And it's even understanding who did you put in your movie and how do you use them in order to promote as well. Those all things, A, they're already paid for because you already paid the cast. You already paid the talent. Now, how do you use them? But how do you put these things to work for you? I, I just think we don't we don't quite understand some of that game. It's out there for us to do, but we don't we also don't know what our date is for that end game of when we can push toward somebody towards something. I think we do understand the game. The problem is the resources and the, the talent to do it because you're talking about social media. You're talking about Instagram and Twitter and whatever YouTube that is. And all that. Yeah. And you know, I'm from a generation that's just not my thing. You know, I I was talking to Greg the other day. It's like I I can build a house, I can fix a car, I can do landscaping. Get me in front of a computer and have me cut and I can cut and paste. But that's about as far as I go. You know, I just suck at it, and um, it's it's a weakness I have. And and I think we all have that bit of a weakness, probably because of our age. You know, we we grew up not having the internet or, or and, and all that stuff. So. I think we understand it. We just don't know how to do it. I think we understand that we need to use those tools. Yeah. It's the details in there on how to do it and that's how right. to write. That's that's where I lack as well. And that's why I say we suck at it. It's yeah. not that we don't understand that we have to promote. It's not understand that we understand the timeline or the timing of it. Mm-hmm. That's key. I mean, the better you are at it, the more successful you're going to be and you're not going to waste resources or time. But it's those minute details of how do you effectively put out a campaign? Well... We entered into this project, you know, this is our seventh feature film, as very experienced filmmakers. It shows on the screen. We know what we're doing. We know how to make a movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But since we've started this project to where we're at right now, certainly since we started the podcast, I feel like we've learned so much. And there's so much more that we can learn about this back end of things, mm-hmm. which has always been my, my weakest part. And it, it really... I had a conversation with someone about this not that long ago. It's got to be your strongest part because it doesn't, it absolutely does not matter if you have the best film ever made if nobody knows about it. That's right. You could have a total piece of shit, but if everyone knows about it, then that means more people are possibly watching it, possibly buying it. You're going to be ahead of the game. I I 100% agree with you. It's, I've been on film sets for. I knew the process of making a movie. I knew there was a start, end, beginning, and end, and then you go on to post. I know now that we have to put that time in to look at what does that schedule look like to at least put tentative dates into something in the planning phase. With the money or without the money, you still, I think, you need that solid game plan going into it. And I think, you know, going forward, you know, let's say post Red Night, if we're making another film, and I would assume, you know, it's all of our plan to make another goddamn movie. All right. <laughs> We're, we're going to front load all the promotion stuff at the beginning. I think that's where we need to focus, right? Because, you know, I, I know we're going to make a competent film. We're competent filmmakers. We've been doing this for a while. I know it's going to be a good, solid story. So that... you're the writer. Because I'm the writer. Right. You're the actor. <laughs> and I'm producing. But, but we, we, we take... <laughs> you're a very good actor, too. You Thanks, buddy. We, we, maybe you'll be the star of the next one. That could maybe be. Maybe will be. We, we take... Not, not when we were talking upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we... we we take that aside as a granted. We're going to make a good movie. Like, we know that whatever our budget level, it's going to be a good film. 
but how do we promote it and sell it? And that's what we need to focus on. And that's what filmmakers need to focus on because I know it's so easy. It's like the old joke, the old line, fix it in post. You know, you're on set, you're you're in the middle of, you know... Horrible mindset. Yeah, it is a horrible mindset. Whatever is, is fucked up right now, like, I'll fix it in post. That's what filmmakers do with the promotion and the back end of things. We'll worry about that later. We'll get a distributor. We'll, we'll put it on Film Hub. That's got to be your focus. And that's, I can see where our focus is shifting is like, yeah, we know how to make movies, but how do we sell them and how do we promote them? That's what we're in the process of learning still. Yeah, I had that same conversation with my wife not too long ago. Uh, she said the same thing uh, you're talking about. She, she noticed I had like, you know, after you make a movie and you get that slow time, that lag time we've talked about before. And she's like, is there something wrong with you? And I'm like, no, just, you know, the waiting game kind of sucks. And she's like, well, are we going to stop making movies? I said, no, I know we can make good films, just like Greg had just said. I said, I have no doubt in my mind we can make a really good movies. It's this goddamn back end and promoting and it's, we got to figure the shit out or else it's not going to matter. You know, we've got to get it going. We have investors to worry about. We have right. futures to worry about. So if we don't get this, uh, what part of it? Pre, pre-production, production, post-production, now this. And uh, also distribution, which no matter what distribution you go with, you know, you still have to promote it yourself. No, no, right. It's it's nobody's gonna sell this thing for you. No, I mean that we 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 know that, and that's right. not something you told us before we got to this point. Yeah, it's the game has changed in three years. I thought we had a plan. It was a talked about plan. It was not solid. I agree with you. We did not put enough time into that aspect of it. But we had a lot of time wrapped up in how much money do we have? How are we gonna get this person? How are we gonna shoot it on this? We had COVID. We had all these other things going on, and we didn't say let's kick it down the road. We thought we had a loose plan that would probably work, right? It's still in that process, though, too. But now we're learning going, wow, there's so many more details that we should have, could have, and not need to do now to fill in. Yeah, I think, you know, I'm just as guilty as anyone thinking in the mindset that the arena is the same as it was 30 years ago, right? You make a genre film, and then you put it out there in the festivals, and then you get picked up by a distributor or or whatever, things have changed so dramatically. And social media is such a huge thing. And I mean, and you're right. I mean, it's part of it is age. Like, you know, we're not people who are on TikTok making little reels and, and, and doing this and that because, you know, who, who the hell cares what the hell we're talking about? I don't know. Maybe people do. We Maybe people ha- do. We just haven't tried it. We don't know. No, I don't, I don't know. I don't have the time, energy, or effort to do it. I just know that my movie has to be part of that. Red Knight has to be part of that. Mm-hmm. But the brand has to be the other part. Yeah. And that's the big thing about what people... What we're missing is we didn't have the brand before we went into this. Now we're trying to build the brand, insert our movie into that to try to drive sales. Because if we had a brand, this movie would sell tomorrow. Correct. I'm not saying it's not a good movie and it's not, but now we're trying to build that brand to sell a movie. And we'll talk about this a little bit later, I guess, on a podcast, but what's the brand? Is it 88? Is it Orjan, right? Is it Chris Gregg? Is it Brock Roberts? Who do you drive in order to try to bring the most visibility to who you are as a group, as a company, as an individual, in order for people to buy what you're offering them? Because if we just cram this down people's throats and think marketing is, is push selling, then we're not going to sell things. Well, people right, are just going to get sick right of us. Now, right now, Red Knight is the brand, if you ask me. 
Red Knight is the brand because that's all we got. I mean, I'm not rich and famous. I'm not a Hollywood actor. Uh, Chris, same thing. Uh, Mackie, same thing. None of us are famous enough to have that kind of pull. But Red Knight is a good calling card, if you ask me. And I also know that when we do go to cons and we do have something tangible like a DVD or Blu-ray or whatever to put in a booth next to Bill, maybe, uh, we, can, we can push this thing and then you build your brand off of that. That's how I think of it. I mean, if I get cast in another movie or two before that happens, great. If Chris does another movie, uh, awesome. But right now, the 88mm brand is Red Knight until we start building it off of, okay, well, who's in Red Knight? Okay, Bill Mosley, Brock Roberts, Jackie Kelly. You know, um, then I think eventually we are our own brand. You know, it could be Brock's in another 88mm film or, you know, 88mm cast Brock again. Even though it's it's kind of the, all the same thing, I'm part of 88, and 88 is part of me. But right now, since we don't have a real brand, it, it's got to be, I think, Red Knight is our stepping stone. And then we do have other movies that other people are going to be able to right, watch, too. Right, we do. But they're, they're different genres, most of them. I mean, we do have a zombie film, which is pretty kick-ass. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, you guys will be able to pick that up on DVD sometime late summer. Yep. And um, we're excited about that. No, I'm pretty extremely excited about it. Yeah. Because I know properties sell properties, especially mm-hmm. if they're in the same genre. And and I don't know, Greg, what your opinion is on this, but I would... Yeah, tell ag- me your opinions. That's just my opinion. I, I would okay. agree that you have to pick something like... Indie film sucks, right? We're trying to grasp at anything... I do like that, too. Yeah, I, we're trying to grasp at anything we possibly can to bring in the most people so we can include everything that we are to them. Right, Red Knight's part of that. 88's part of that. Chris Gregg is part of that. Chris Mackey's part of that. You're part of it, Brock. Mm-hmm. That we're all part of that. It's what can be that catalyst. I don't know that Red Knight stands alone. It's what we have. That's what we have. It's and what we have. Also, you know, this podcast. I didn't. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. I mean, if we if people start a list of this podcast, I'm talking about the indie filmmakers. There's so many of us out there. Correct. It's, you know, if we got into that zone, that tribe, as we called it before. Uh, that's that's enough to keep us going or get us to the next level. And uh, it wouldn't just be about us. It'd be about bringing other filmmakers to the next level if we get a big enough group, a big enough crowd listening to us and maybe having more other independent filmmakers come on and talk about their process. It, it could only go up. I mean, it can't go any further down. I mean, it's, <laughs> well, well, because, you put that. well, because we just started, you know. Yeah. We just started. We're only 30... Six episodes in, I mean, that's nothing. It's it's really not 72 long hours. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I think the 8mm brand uh, will be that eventually. But it's got to build up. We got Red Knight, Brock Roberts, Chris Grega, Indie Film Sucks. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, there, no there's, a, just, there's a lot of choices we can make. We just, yeah. we didn't have that prior to, so we didn't insert something very good into an already established brand. Well, I you you kind of hit the nail on the head when you said we were focused on making a movie, not building a brand, and we tried to build a brand That's after true. after we started the movie. Because here's the thing, you know, we've been doing this for a long time, and when I first started out, I just wanted to make movies, right? I made Amphetamine, which was like a neo noir gangster film, and I followed it up. I was gonna follow it up with this boxing and shuffleboard film, but I didn't. I followed it up with a World War II film. You know, different genre, right? Follow that up with the mockumentary. <laughs> follow that up with the, the post-apocalyptic film, so on and so forth. So we're kind of all over the place because 
I didn't think about brand building. I didn't think about focusing. I didn't think about finding your niche and 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 building off of that. And I was effectively still thinking the same way when we went into Red Night at Skies because just prior to Red Night at Skies, we were going to make Cruiser, which was a boxing film. You know, it was still an action thriller film, but it wasn't until we got deep into Red Night, probably in Red Night Post, that we started thinking like, you know what, we need to we need to build a brand, if you well, will. We were driving back. Well, we talked about it a little before, but we were driving back from we when we kicked any film sucks off. We were driving back from Jeff's. Yeah, that's when our this, editor. Yeah, yeah, that's when this came came about from a standpoint of going, <clears throat> how how quick can you meet reach the most people? Podcast. I, I would assume YouTube. You know, I don't I don't know. In our little world, Brock, you said you know none of us are rich or have resources or anything like that. That's one way we can do it. So yeah, we started driving this concept well after we were already into filmmaking. You know, twenty plus years after being into filmmaking. So the way I kind of look at it now is not so much we've been doing this almost 25 years it's like well we've been effectively doing this for about three years so you can you can almost say red knight is sort of our first we're like first time filmmakers we're not but we're like first time filmmakers red knight is our first film and now we're building our brand off of that i mean that's that's what what i that's how i look at it too yeah i mean that's not exactly accurate but it's it's like yes everything we did in the past led us to this point we gained valuable experience but the one thing we did not gain valuable experience is how do you market and sell a film yeah uh, all that time you was talking about just when you were making different movies and different genres uh, i wasn't producing well kind of producing i was acting it, it didn't matter. No, you were making the film that Greg in eighty-eight millimeter. Yeah, and other people yep. too. But yeah, yep. I, I was just focused on the acting, not the branding. As, you know, branding yourself is one way, but <laughs> branding yourself as an actor is a little different. No, I, this is this is way new to us, and <clears throat> I think some of the things we were missing that we understand now is self identity. Right? Who are we? What do we do? Well, we're a, a good film company that make good movies. We were going to make action horror movies. Right? We've we've kind of established that portion of it. So what do we have to do? Well, we need to go find people, a lot of people, who are into action and horror movies. And, yeah. and I think that's where we could have started that a little bit earlier, a lot earlier. Definitely. Attacking those things, because that's how you build that audience and go, oh, you're into what we're into. And I think that's key, is surrounding yourself by a community of people that are into, which now if you can find the people that like to watch those movies, cool, now you build that into your thing. Then if you can insert icon actors like a Bill Mosley into your movie, now you have that aspect of it, right? Because the film is going to be good. But the promotion part of it is how do you, that's the plan we would have, should have, could have, and we're doing now, Yeah, is, is to try to position what our identity is, making movies according to that identity, driving properties like a great director, a good actor, a producer, whatever that is, mm-hmm. to uh, supplement that. And then going out and being that every single time you hit the airwaves, you go on a podcast, you go to a convention, any place you go, that's who you are or what you do. That's that's the way I look at it. Yeah, and the action horror genre is is probably the best genre to be in because it it's so diverse. You know, it you can go anywhere at any con, and it's like Greg, you always mentioned cruiser will be good because you know punch in the face. 
Yeah. A punch in the face translates into every language in the world. That's right. And action horror is pretty much the same way. Yeah. And uh, there's a great big audience there as long as you can, as long as the audience finds you with, with the way you promote, the way you brand. And I would, I would twist that back is we have to find those people to let them know we're here. Yeah, that's, and now we're if players branded, in the game. If you got a brand, they find you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, because we've been doing this for a long time, but uh, we've been doing it wrong, basically. If not wrong, we've been doing it subpar. We've been doing it backwards. The business side of it, yes. I would say that everything you've done is honed your skills, and we talked about all yeah. this stuff, right? Every, Without every, a doubt. Everything for a purpose. Sure. How to manage people, how to run a good set, how to how to do all these things, how to build a reputation in St. Louis. You guys both have great reputations in St. Louis. So we built 88 into this, this very reputable company in St. Louis that we could pull from any actors and make a film. Yeah, but only only people in acting and filmmaking know about us. No, that's I'm, I'm not yeah. saying, yeah, we're very limited. Yeah. It, yeah. But that's where now we start and say, okay, we've done that. Now we have to go out and just do what we just talked about. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think we're learning. But there's, gosh darn, man, just it crushes my brain. I can't fathom it. And I, I'm a pretty good salesman, I think, in my regular job. But I understand how that works, right? Mm -hmm. Somebody needs a widget. I price the widget right. I give them the service. I go above and beyond. I do all these value add stuff. And I'm just a commodity like everybody else's. Anybody can sell well, that widget. Look at it this way. We do have a widget now. Go sell it. Our widget is... Yeah, but it's it's night. subjective widget. With, it is no, subjective. with no name for it. It is and, subjective, but listen, it still falls in the genre that's huge. But I think what, what Chris is saying is people don't need our widget. Right? You it's, it's, not a, it's not a need. It's, it's, it's a it's want. It's not a need. It's a want. You oh, know. Sure, yeah, they, but they, if I need, you know, if I need a screw to go on this thing, otherwise the thing won't work. I need that screw, right? I don't need people. Don't need the movie. You got to make them want the movie. Correct. Or you have to position it where it's a it's... good salesman can make them need the movie. <laughs> that is true. Give me a staff. And give me people, and I guarantee I could execute the sales plan. All right, we got two of us here, buddy. No. <laughs> I know what you're saying. I, I know what you're saying. No, it, but that's the part I think we lack is we don't have that person who understands where the world is today. We understand what is needed. It's the execution that I think we're, and we kicked it off by saying that, right? We're, we're naive to the world of Instagram. That's changing every day. Hmm. But well, there's, yeah. there's people selling nothing and doing nothing and on Instagram, TikTok, and I don't get it. I, I don't understand it. And they do. Oh, sure. And they have the time, effort, energy, and they put all their eggs into that basket, and it's paying off for them. But how do I put my little world in there? I mean, it helps if you're young and attractive. Nah, that's true, too. Um, but there's a world for what we do. When, when 88 millimeters started, I mean, social media was not really a thing. It, it really wasn't. I mean, there wasn't any Facebook or any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So you just didn't consider that. You, you didn't think about, I mean, now there's... There are lots of ways to get your message and to get your film and to get your stuff out there that just didn't exist before. Like the only way before was the traditional path. And that's when we started. That was the only way forward. So it's tough to get out of that traditional path thinking, which in some ways we're still stuck in. You know, like there were that we're even talking to distributors. It's probably a waste of time. You know, that we're even going to film festivals. That may or may not be a waste of time. I think that's a good idea. If only to make more connections with more people outside of St. Louis. Because everyone knows us here. 
a fair amount of them like us here, but we need to make connections with people outside of here. Because yeah, right now is the best time to be a, an entrepreneur, a filmmaker, because you do have all these outlets to yeah. put it out there. The, the problem is knowing how to utilize it correctly to your advantage and to show other people that they need something or they want something and it's for them, for their benefit, you know, and that's when you make it about them and they, they understand it, that I think that's where things will start happening for us. Yeah. Cause we're asking them to give up an hour and a half of their time yeah. for money mm -hmm. in order to entertain them. Right. That's what we're giving them in return yeah. is a good product. That's, that's really what you're asking for the exchange here is, is my movie good enough for you to put an hour and a half into in order for you to feel satisfied because I get satisfied because I get the money, right? That'd sure. be my satisfaction or somebody enjoyed it or I get a good comment or whatever my... Right. Well, how many times have you heard that when someone says, well, it's two hours of my life, I'm never going to get back again? Yes. It's happened. Yes. Yeah. Not from one of our films that I've noticed. Nobody said yeah. that to me. No, but, but that's uh, what you're asking from the initial purchase. After yeah. the transaction happens, there's going to be buyer's remorse, but you know, one one half of the party may be satisfied. Yeah. But does that person go out and tell somebody that doesn't go get your film, right? No, and you know, ideally, you want to make a movie that... Someone watches it, they like it, they recommend it to other people. That's I mean, right. that's that's what you want. Right. Not someone watches it, they hate it, and then they post, man, this movie sucked. Wow, they got my money. Right. You know, of course you don't want that. You want to make, you know, something good. You want to entertain people. That's what we fucking do. Yeah, but, that's, you know, yes. it's, it's also very subjective. There are some people who are going to watch this movie and absolutely hate it, without a doubt. No, it, and some yes. people are going to watch it and love it. And some people are going to watch, but yeah, it was okay. Two out of five stars. That's just human nature. You cannot make everybody happy. I mean, first it needs to get out there, though, and people have to realize it's out there. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of gatekeepers, too, and that's the subjective end of things. Is It's a good old boys club still. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, and there's so much content in there. Is how do you stick out in that if you're not in the world? You know, and that's where we have to interject ourselves into that world a little bit, either A, into the world of what our genre and our brand is, or into the world of we're known by producers, distributors, that kind of stuff as, hey, we know if these guys put something out, it's going to be a good quality movie. I can get behind that. So it's finding that, yeah, those are the that lane. Those are the relationships we've <clears throat> got to build like now, mm -hmm. like talking with you know, sales agents for foreign sales or whatever, mm -hmm. because they already have relationships already built with those foreign markets, which we don't. So probably going to need a sales agent for that. But it's just about, they built that relationship up with those people in those regions. And, you know, we're, we're still trying to figure that out uh, domestically here and uh, yeah, see what the hell happens. Right. But we got to do something. Well, you should be, if you're listening to us, you should be seeing more from us as time goes on. Oh, yeah. Because it has to be done. Yeah. It has to be done. And as soon as we get that date, whether it's through distribution, self-distribution, through a sales agent, we're eventually going to get a date where we know this is going to drop. And that's what we have to be ready for. Yes. It, whether it's we already have con set up, whether we have our DVDs pressed, whether we have um, our Facebook ready to rock and roll. That's going to be the key because if you miss that drop date, you're never going to get another one of those original excitements. Just nope. like if we never would have had DVDs at the premiere, never would have been sold. No. And that's part of the thought process, the planning, that mm -hmm. kind of stuff, the minutia that goes into it because I think every step is calculated and planned. Yeah, you may miss a few things, but calculating and planning is key. You know what else is key? What is key, Gregor? <laughs>
All right, Gregor. The highs, the lows, and the in-betweens of true independent filmmaking. You hear it all here. <laughs> You're here. <laughs> yeah, we hit them all. Most, mostly Every the lows. Show. Every show we hit them all. <laughs> I'm not sure what the in-betweens even are, really. No. Uh, on the Indie Film Sucks podcast, brought to you by 8mm Productions. Tell one person to listen to it. If you're listening and you watch this, tell one person yeah, we'd to subscribe. We'd like, we'd like to go up in the number of subscribers. I mean, you know, we've got some okay numbers, but we could have better. So, yeah, if you're listening, if you're, if you're getting this free on YouTube entertainment <laughs> from us, tell one person to subscribe to the damn podcast. Yes. I think they're pretty good. They're not bad. I enjoy them. <laughs> My mom likes them. <laughs> Bye, good night, everybody. Yeah, see, see you later. Indie film sucks. Indie film sucks. It's the Indie Film Sucks Podcast. Yeah.